It's another spotlight segment, and it's a very special spotlight segment. Before we get into our spotlight guest tonight, I got to let you guys know about two of our sponsors. It's Special Leaf Olive Tea. Go to their website, www.specialleaf.com. Get your four-pack today. And our newest one, Machismo Libre Hot Sauce. That's right, Machismo Libre Hot Sauce. The hottest stuff on the market, but the absolute best on the market. Go to his Etsy store, type in Machismo Libre, order yours today. So Rocky's joining me tonight. A lot of the other staffers are working. Candice is on mommy duty, so she's not going to be joining us. Shamaya's still on the beats. Stats is working tonight. So we had to bring in a special, special guest. Now, I've I've been dying to do this for a while, and I'm going to try my absolute damage to do it. So give me one second. I can't do the beginning part because the way I do it compared to the way our guest does it, it probably sounds like a, I'm watching porn and there's sex going on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bypass that first part. But here we go. Tonight on Sweep the League, this thing here will be very lively. This thing here will be very tailor. He will be with us over the next hour and over the course of the next hour. He will help us kick sports ass on an account. That's what he is volunteering to do at our service is Mike Taylor, radio mercenary, a.k.a. the mayor of sports in San Antonio, Texas. He joins you all on the airwaves of KTKR Hard Radio, Ticket 760, San Antonio and Bear County, and all along the northern Mexican border, all up and down the Gulf Coast Corpus Christi regional area. And all along the oil drilling and the shell freaking hinderlands of, of deep south Texas. Deep south Texas. <laughs> Taylor, what's Great. up, man? How are you doing, man? Greetings, man. That was quite the intro. Good to see you. I got to do it because my, my radio career was like maybe a year total. So <laughs> I always tried to get that intro down. I said, you know what? I've got the Maris Sports on tonight. Let me do the intro one time so that way I can say I was important for like 10 seconds <laughs> in my <laughs> lifetime. But thank you for joining us, man. I really do appreciate you joining us tonight. Absolutely, Rudy. Good to be here, Holmes. What's up, Rocky? Nothing I, much can, I can uh, I can drink beer, right? We're good. Yeah, you can drink beer. We don't have a beer sponsor, so that's why we're drinking different ones tonight. But hey, if any beer sponsor wants to jump on, uh, hot sauce, beer, and special olive tea—that's not a really good matchup. But you know, we'll make it work somehow. We don't care. But man, we don't. We got some time with you. We got to get into some stuff here. And to be real with you, man, we love talking sports, but we also. Our hashtag is life laughs and sports. So we like talking about life. I've got some not so much bones to pick with Taylor tonight because of a certain Taylor curse that has happened to me for the past two years. But we've also got some Thunderdome talk that I want to talk to him about. We've got some history of Taylor and we'll throw in some sports in there here and there. But Rock, I wanted you to kick it off real quick, man. You got anything for Taylor? Because I know Taylor is one of your idols you always telling me how much you love mike taylor and i we won't get mike taylor on the show bullshit he's on the show <laughs> no nah, man i mean i it's kind of crazy because i did grow up listening to mike so it's kind of cool to see it full circle and i do uh comment on some of the show and still listen religiously like honestly the only show i'd probably listen to in san Antonio besides ours is was sports grind when rudy was there um and then mike's but uh i enjoy mike's mike's uh commentary he's a real guy uh it's fun him and listen to him and puma shoot the shit it's funny man i, I always comment on every single thing they do so yeah you need some higher standards right <laughs> a lot of other good shows out there i appreciate you listening to mine but there's there's some good ones out there yeah. But, you know, it's funny because he mentions, like, Puma, but I'm over here thinking, well, shit, I was listening to Taylor back when Jim Bob was there. I mean, that's a very-ass long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jim Bob, you know what he's doing now, don't you? Is he still in McAllen? No, he got uh, – he's now in Corpus. Really? So, he, yeah, he was the assistant. By the way, I got a couple dogs in here, so they start barking and shit. Ah. And I, got, and I, got a, I got a lizard behind me. <laughs> No, JB, uh, he's in Corpus now. He's he's the news director, KRIS. I think it's NBC affiliate. He got into TV, <laughs> and he's runs the, he runs five TV stations, man. So uh, if you can picture that, that that ages you you and me both because it was 07 when uh, I met him and started working with him. Yeah, 
and he was just some punk ass kid from Southwest Texas State. <laughs> and uh and now he's like fucking big and El Jefe running TV stations in Corpus. So I'm proud of that guy. Yeah, because I've been on the years with Jim Bob, with Dingus, with LG, with uh, Hutch, even mm-hmm. rest in peace, uh, Frosty, man. I've, I yeah. was on the Puerto Hand Puma. Uh, you even had Jonas Clark for a second there, didn't you? A little bit. I think Jonas did some part-time work and filled in and because we've had some, there's been some windows where I would lose people and then like and iHeart's cheap as shit, so they don't want to pay anybody. So they just like try out part-time people and let them go as long as they want until I finally get pissed off and say, okay, y'all need to make a decision on who we're going to hire full-time. So, so yeah, there have been some windows there where we had like interim guys. And Jonas and I worked together a little bit, not a lot, some. Yeah, I've been I've been talked to about board positions and I'm like, I I make a little bit of money. I can't just kind of go off and make ten dollars an hour or something. Dude, so. I've interviewed for fucking iHeart so many times and I never got the job, man. That shit's yeah. harder to get Yeah, that shit's harder to get in fucking HB, man. <laughs> what did you uh when's the last time you interviewed? I interviewed probably a year ago and it was for you know, like a reportering job and then yeah. They just fucking said, oh, we want someone internal. And I was like, well, fuck y'all then, man. Yeah, that's nine times out of ten, dude. Normally, whenever there's... First of all, we don't hardly have any employees left. The place mm-hmm. is so gutted now. And and, and so you're not only are we dealing with... We don't have a lot of people left. When we do have a, a position, they're probably... They're going to fill it from within. There's a nine out of ten chance. So the odds of a new dude coming off the street getting hired, which, by the way, I hate. I, I don't like it at all. Uh, but it's it's what the company does it's the industry too by the way it's not just but it pisses me off so it's it's almost it's next to impossible to get in that room so and dude before we shipped off really to make up both old i actually interviewed with jim bob for a job before i got my current job (laughs) and i I mentioned to her and he was like hey man he started going on the whole whole thing about (laughs) you and i was like yep I listened to him, man, but unfortunately, I didn't get the job with Jim Bob, but Jim Bob was like, man, if you ever need a job in the future, just let me know and come down to Corpus. I was like, all right. Okay, cool. What did you interview for? Like a, like a uh, Multimedia journalist, but Jim was like saying, I don't have a reel. So, I mean, it is true. I mean, I don't, uh-huh. but uh, now I got a good job at News 4, so it's, it's good for now, but I, just, cool. well, I don't know what the fuck I want to do for my future, but we'll see. Well, keep stay with that and, and and keep keep interviewing for jobs, but just stay at it. You, the second with the, the hardest thing, it's hard to get in, but when if you get disgruntled and you get out of the business, is now you've made it even harder to get back in. So stay in it, even if it's a shit job. If you want to keep doing this for a living, stay in, stay at four channel four now, and don't leave until you have another gig yeah. in the business. See, there's life words for you, Rock. That's life words for you. Here I am. I was shopping myself over at another four-letter network, and I even told the big wigs up there that, you know, I love radio so much that I got a great job. I'll do it for free. And I still got hung up on. I was like, well, okay, maybe not. So no big deal to me. I just... Did you did you call Alpha? Um, Yeah, that's more than yeah. four letters. Yeah, Half-town? yeah, yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. That's a great company. Um. Honest to God, they're uh, I, what they do is that's a legit radio station. The ticket is me. So if I want to get on ticket, I got to go to you. What Alpha does is impressive. That's a because that company, it's Alpha's based in Portland, Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. And that's who owns that station, and they invest in that station they market that station they promote that station look at all the shows they got the all these local shows from 6 a.m to 7 p.m it's all local they've got multiple managers great sales staff there they bust their ass over there iheart just kind of lets me run the ticket and i don't it's good and bad it's good it's good that i can do whatever i want now but it's bad in that like like Rocky was saying, and you were saying, it's it's, it's hard to get it because we don't have anybody left. But that's the way they wanted it, man. So it is what it is. It is what it is, man. You know what? I've always uh, – it's kind of weird because in talking to some of the media guys, you know, they're asking how I'm doing. I'm like, man, I've got – I had an offer from Philadelphia to do radio there. I've had oh. offers uh, in Arizona, in Nebraska, and it's like, well, you're not going to – they wanted to start me at like 45000 in Philly. I'm like, unless you're going to throw in – 
maybe a dumpster I can live in because I can't obviously afford any place in 45,000 in Philly. There's no way I'm going to move up there. So yeah. I'm just, I love the podcasting. It makes it, it's, it's a world of difference for me. So going from radio back to podcasting, I got no issues with it because I can still get the guests that I was getting on radio here on podcast. And, you know, that that's the history of radio and that's like radio itself. But you, you coming from Fort Worth, born and raised in Fort Worth, basically. And I know you've had problems just by listening to your show that if anybody mentions the word, hey, you're from Dallas, you're ready to fight like at the hand, like drop of anything. Give give me the load on that Fort Worth Dallas thing because me, I know the difference. I've been told, well, you're from the Northwest side of town. I'm like, actually, no, I'm from the West side of town. There's a big difference. Northwest, you know, you get pushed. West side, you get maybe stabbed or something so i mean there's a big difference maybe a two or street difference but yeah it's a big difference that fort worth posse man what's the difference between fort worth and dallas everything if you tell you telling a guy from fort worth that he's from dallas is like telling you you're from austin that's 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 how deep that that's how deep that first of all people from dallas don't give a shit about fort worth at all Mm -hmm. little brother down the street they think we ride horses to work and don't have any electricity and shit in a hole. There's over a million people in that town, and the people in that town do not like the people of Dallas because the people of Dallas. Now, these are generalities, of course. Mm-hmm. Dallas is is a pretentious Los Angeles wannabe with a Texas accent, and Fort Worth is a real town full of just cool people just down people like san antonio fort worth reminds me of san antonio a lot in that it's a it's a hugely populated small town where everybody knows everybody and if you've you've banged one chick there's odds are you know a dude who has two we're all a bunch of eskimo brothers because it's a great big highly populated small city like ours and we're just regular people. We wear t-shirts to work. We don't get, we, we just, we, 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 I think we have the right perspective on life. That's why I love this city so much and fell in love with it quick. And it was easy to become a San Antonian because it reminded me of growing up in Fort Worth. And Dallas is all the opposite of those things I just said. Like, it's like telling you, oh, you must be from Austin. No, nah, bitch, I'm from San Antonio. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you go, let's say you're on vacation, let's say you're in New York City, and the bartender's like, Hey, where are you from, man? Like, oh, I'm from Texas. Oh, cool. Where are you from? Uh, San Antonio. Oh, that's by Austin, isn't it? Fuck you, dude. There's got nothing, they've got nothing to do with each other. They're absolute opposite cities. And so, didn't mean to get so long winded, but yeah. So, my, my favorite barbecue restaurant in Fort Worth is, um, it's called Railhead Smokehouse, and all of the all of the employees wear T-shirts. On the front says Railhead, and on the back it says Life is too short to live in Dallas. That's what it says. On the back. <laughs> we don't like Dallasites homes unless they send good football players to TCU. But other than that, we don't have time for Dallas. Dude, TCU, man. I I I know the national title game happened and all that shit, but let's let we're let's, we're we're not focused on that, Rudy. We're focused on all the previous games before that. Yeah, I know it runs deep, man. I know it runs deep. I mean, I'm I'm not a TCU like big time fan. I did follow them this year. I followed them for a few years already, but. I mean, you know, that that's probably like one of the only sports things that we'll even mention. And in fact, now that I've mentioned it, Rock's probably going to mention some bullshit thing that always happens. They always mention to me every fucking airwave that we're on. It always comes up when I mention something about a team losing. Rock, what do you always mention? Because it never the fucking, fucking fails. The Falcons fucking suck and they lose. Yeah. Being the only Falcon fan in San Antonio, Taylor, I have to hear about a 28 to 3 debacle every fucking time that I'm on this damn show. <laughs> Well, who, Rocky, were you a Cowboy fan? Exactly. Yeah, like, hey, were, you alive in, were you alive in 95? <laughs> no, man. I was born in 96. But I'm a realist fan, man. The Cowboys fucking suck. And I'm with you, man. The Cowboys don't have the balls. And Jerry doesn't have the balls to trade that. Your your argument is what inspired my piece that I recently wrote. Because like, they don't have the fucking balls to trade Dak, man. They don't. It's so That's annoying bullshit. seeing those reports. Jerry, the Joneses are posers. They act like they're bad motherfuckers and they are bitches. That, that that's all they're, they're very conservative. They act like they're worth nine billion dollars, but obviously there's a salary cap and they're scared to death to spend it. And when they do spend it, they spend it on the wrong people and they act like they're all tough and hard ass and all they care about is winning and that's bullshit. Yeah, but that's my team, such is life. 
Hey, I I am contractually obligated to be a Cowboy fan because if I'm not, then I get divorced. I can't go through another divorce. <laughs> It'd be my second divorce. I can't go through a second one. So to keep the wife happy, I have to pretend to like the Cowboys until I get on the airwaves and then I trash them every chance I get. Hey, because... so, okay, explain to me how you wound up being a fan of the Falcons. What so. Okay, so a lot of my family dumped in Atlanta one night or what? no, man, no, not even close. So my family, a lot of my family went to Thomas Jefferson High School and Thomas Jefferson produced Mr. Falcon himself, which was Tommy Nobis. And that was my dad's one of my dad's favorite players in high school watching him. Wow. Now that's loyalty to San Antonio is what that is. Yeah. So Nobis, uh, Nobis went to Longhorns. I did. I'm not a Longhorn fan, but he did go to Texas. Yeah. And he went to the Falcons. And ever since my dad would tell me the stories and all, I just became a Nobis fan. Started loving the Falcons, and I've rid with them till the very end. And I'm sure as hell and. I'm sure as hell believe that I'm never going to see a Super Bowl win ever in my life. Been to a game in Atlanta? I have been to a game. That's cool. That's cool. It's it's awesome. It's an awesome experience. What pissed me off the most was I was craving Chick-fil-A that day. And of course, they're closed on Sundays inside the stadium, <laughs> which is the stupidest shit I've well, ever you heard. You go all the way to Atlanta to see your <laughs> beloved Falcons. And the memory is they didn't have Chick-fil-A because it was Sunday. OK. Hey, man, it was a loss. What the hell you want me to do? <laughs> it was a loss the moment we got in that stadium. Probably just drunk as fuck. And you're like, oh, shit, Chick-fil-A sounds good. <laughs> Pretty much drunk as fuck. Yeah, dude, easily. Hey, um. You know, I, I want to move real quick to this because influencers, man, you know, people that influence a lot of people, you you're one of the more humble guys in town and on in on media, period, whether it be sports or anywhere. You're very humble. You're always interacting with fans and Thunderdome, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. But me growing up, you know, I uh, the guy that I followed the most and the reason why I always thought, well, I want to be on radio and talk so much shit is because. I used to listen to Howard Stern a lot back in the day. And I was like, man, I love the way that that goes. And then I started getting into Jay Moore. But at the same time, you had your show as well, too. So I thought, what in the fuck would happen if someone tried doing a Howard Stern radio show? And sure enough, the closest thing I came to ever hearing it was your show. So (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to take like four seconds here. And this is going to be the only, you know, kiss Taylor's ass segment. And I want to say, you know, I appreciate you. I became a radio host for about a year at 930 a.m. And I, I adamantly, you know, thank you so much, you know, Twitter and everywhere on the airwaves that we were on as well as, you know, Stern and Jay Moore for being my other two guys that inspired me. But, you know, I really thank you for that because without hearing you doing what you do, I couldn't do my radio show the way I wanted to. So you oh, laid the foundation for me. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, I mean, I stole my shit from other people too. I mean, it's like I know steals a shitty word. It's like, and I think I've said this on the air before. Like, if you go and see a young, if you go and see a a, a, a band, a young band, you're gonna hear their influences. Oh, okay, these dudes obviously like the Strokes, or they like the Beatles, or Led Zeppelin. That doesn't mean that they're copying them. You can just tell these guys this is where they got kind of their influence and people influence me, man. I just, um, my dad listened to talk radio when I was a kid, way back, way back before Rocky was born in the Mm eighties. My dad was listening to talk radio. And so he loved it. And so I wanted to do it because my dad liked it. I wanted to, I got into radio to please my father which is now we're getting all Freudian and deep and weird, but, <laughs> but the guys he listened to were the guys I grew up listening to. And so, and then when I got to college, when I was 19, uh, the ticket started in Dallas, the first all sports station in Texas. And those guys were doing it the way you hear us do it now. Um, different styles, different personalities, but the concepts and the foundation of why of what they're doing was the same, you know, guy talk, us sitting around shooting the shit, not being a bunch of dumbasses, not being posers, not being pretentious, not being broadcasters, just talking about what the hell was on your mind that day. You know, if you saw something in the paper that pissed you off or made you happy, or you watched a kick-ass game, or you fucked a cool chick, or you had a new beer you found, or you saw a good movie, or you went to a good game. Just dudes sitting around bullshitting. And so that's that's what I grew up listening to because of my dad. And so what was cool about getting this job in San Antonio is 
we had the, the ticket was on the air, but the city had never heard a show done the way I I was I I, I do it. So I thought this was a this was a my timing was good in that the city was ready for a show that had the style that I do it. And that's been, thank God I was, it worked, you know? So, but I, but dude, I, I brought influences with me, you know, just had to try to stay myself, but knowing that I've got bands that I've, I've got bands that I like. So when I play my music, you're going to hear those bands. Um, but that's the way I think it works. That's the way I enjoy doing it. And I've, I've done regular, like straight record X's and O's radio when I was at ESPN and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I got bored all the time. I didn't care. I didn't even care about the topics half the time, but they didn't let us talk about stuff like drinking beer or screwing around or going to games. It was just about games, 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 and who won and what do you think is going to happen next and who got hurt tonight? I just got that just that makes me nuts. I don't want to have a show like that. And so thank God, like I said, uh, there's no one around here. This city was ready for a show like that. And thank God I got to do it first. So now I get all this credit for being this innovator. Um, but really, dude, I, 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 everybody's been influenced by the next people and older generations. So, um, I think you hear, I think you hear some of the guys on 1250 now trying to do some of that. Yeah. To be a little bit funny. And yeah, you hear drops now and, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to mix it up a little more over there, but it's not organic. You know, you can tell that they're so used to not doing it this way. And now that they're doing it this way, you almost don't really. And I don't want to be critical of those guys. I've got guys that I know over there. I love Rudy J. Um, and I like Jason Minix a lot. I don't know any of the other guys over there, but uh, we were first. So I did the show that I do first. And so now it's like, well, fuck you, you're copying me, you know, so. I, I could say that. Anyway, I, I don't mean to be so long-winded. I'm drinking nah. a lot of coffee tonight. Man, this is a I, this is your spotlight. This is your spotlight. You talk about everyone. I appreciate everyone. you saying that. And uh, I just I didn't invent this way. You know, the well, now I will say my dad did not listen to Howard, and I did. You know, I listened to Howard a, a lot in, in college. And so it's like I wanted to mesh sports talk with Howard talk and just, just talk about whatever, you know. And so – and I also got lucky in that I'm, I'm old and I'm 48. So I was, I was able to do this kind of radio before all these podcasts took off now. And hell, I, I do a podcast now with my girlfriend, you know? Yep. So and I did a podcast with Puma and LG all this last year. Now sky's the limit. It's a free for all. So thank God I kind of got grandfathered in because mm-hmm. if I were just going to start now, I don't know how the hell I would make any footing because I'm not original anymore. This because so many shows now sound like y- yours and mine. Uh, I just happen to get lucky and get fired. Uh, not get fired, get hired and be the Whoa, first no. guy down <laughs> to do it. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess I, that's a long way of me saying thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, so at least now we're all able to do whatever we want on this on this format. So it's cool. Hell yeah, we don't have to worry about no money. FCC. It's hard to make money doing podcasts. Yeah, I know. We got sponsors yet. We we haven't seen anything on that yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there. And that's a that's the thing. It's patience, yeah. man. I have I have a great staff with me on Sweep the League that understand patience, yeah. and that's what's important. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, and, and it, 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 it's all about. And I, you want to evolve. Like even the show that I do now on iHeart is fine, but that even that has become easy to do. It just kind of runs itself. We're able to talk about whatever we want. And that's great, but even you just eventually, even this will get a little boring, and you're gonna to want to know what's next, or maybe in, reinvent your show a little bit, fire Rocky and bring a new host in, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reason I wanted to do something with Nina. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, is because she's a woman, and I've never done a show that had women in it, or we talked about things that that had women involved. So it's like, it's been cool. Cause we've done two of these now and we're going to, we just, we, we're getting ready to do a third Thursday. Notice I'm plugging my new podcast. You Plug it all. Pickles uh, for dinner. Pickles for dinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, she's super smart, super talented, tons of ideas from a woman's perspective. And so now that opens up a whole, we have half, most of the people that comment are women. I'm not used to that. So it's yeah. been cool. It's been reinvigorating and it's made me, so it's made me, it's it's like maybe you look forward to that, but it's also given me a bit of a shot in the arm over on ticket, you know, um, 
because I just I, it, I was getting bored there for a while, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's that sucks. I, I, that's just us talking. It's hard to tell Rick. It's hard to tell dudes that don't do this for a living that doing a talk show gets boring on occasion. Ah, fuck you, dude. You get to go talk <laughs> football. I'm over here doing a real job, but no, it's, it's been cool. So I, I, I want to keep evolving, doing different kind of stuff now that the podcasts are so huge. And, um, so I'm going to keep at it. So anyway, I, I just, I always want to keep moving a foot, moving ahead. Cause we're getting older, dude. One day I'm going to be 60 and no one's going to give a shit what I think about anything. <laughs> so I just want to do this. As, I want to do this as long as I can and evolve as the industry changes. Um, but I'm lucky in that I got grandfathered in back in the day before all this stuff went crazy, you know? Yeah. And I feel you on that. I've, you know, I've been lucky enough to work with uh, some great women in sports media, uh, even in media in general. I mean, my yeah. first, uh, my first radio show, actually on air radio show, uh, I was a uh, partner with Carolina Teague at nine 30. And then we kind yeah, of split I, up. I was on, on her show the other night. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Hey, I mean, like I said, we we split up, and she's got her thing. I got my thing. Yeah, yeah. I've worked with uh, Jill Jelnick. She's in Memphis now. Uh, she's okay. a big time, I think, sports director in Memphis now or something. Yeah. Chelsea Torres. I worked with her. We brought in Candice Avila Garcia. She's a part of the sweep of the league now. So, yeah, working with women um, as far as podcasting and sports in general. I totally agree, man. It opens up a whole different side of things because I get so many people commenting and so many people texting me, you know, did I really hear Candace say fuck on the airwave? I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's fuck just it. because she's a woman doesn't mean she's not going to, you know, have a dirty mouth or anything. I mean, she'll say some of the dirtiest shit we've ever heard. And that's fine. Yeah. It's a different perspective of it. For sure. So, you know, and the whole influence thing, you know, I know you're... Uh, you know, with you, it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Mike Reiner, Randy Galloway, Dan Patrick. Those are the guys that, you know, were there with you in the beginning and basically built up the empire that is Taylor all the way to Thunderdome now. So, um, yeah, we've all got great influencers when it comes to getting in the media thing here. But before we get into the next topic here, and these next couple of topics are going to be... Uh, Probably a little bit, not sketchy, but a little bit crazy on a sense that I've been cursed by Taylor, yet he doesn't know. <laughs> and I've also been called a uh, a nice little word by Taylor on the airwaves. And this was a long time ago, so we're going to get yeah, back yeah. onto that. I just got to remind everybody about uh, Machismo Libre Hot Sauce and Special Leaf Olive Tea. Go out and get yours today. So I'm going to go with the Thunderdome thing first. All right. So back in the day, we're talking, this is back when you were giving shit to Emilio Nevada and he had his Jim Thorpe helmet on and all that bus crashing stuff that was going yeah. on. That's yeah. how long this has been. And this is, I think this was back when Dewan Blair was a spur stealing jewelry left and right from everybody. Yeah. So I remember making a comment and I tweeted at you and my, I think my handle back then was something like screaming chancla or something. And <laughs> I remember like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tweet Taylor something. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was on the lines of an old guy, Sammy's embroidery. And I said how he, you know, screwed up my shit and terrible. And I got the infamous words, Rocky. I, you don't understand. I was happier than you could imagine when I heard really sweet screaming chonkle. Listen here, you son of a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I get to work and my buddy listens to Taylor in the morning at the time. And he's like, you're screaming chonk on Twitter. Right? I said, yeah. He goes, Taylor just called you son of a bitch. I said, I know. I know. <laughs> I was called a son of a bitch on air. You don't know All how right. that made me feel. So yeah, Lindsay been called some bitch. No, yeah, you hadn't made it to, and I think I was in the upper echelon of Thunderdome now because I was oh, called a son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. So I will, I only read the tweets that are good. First of all, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't read anything. Just and if I go off on a tangent and rip on somebody, it's because I like to tweet, even if I don't agree with mm-hmm. it. It's, it's good shit. So, uh, and it's cool that you took that the way you took it. You, you could tell a lot of, and I, we're, we're just, look what we're doing for a living. We're just fucking around. So uh, you could tell a lot about a man and how they take criticism or how they handle, you know, um, people be just silly, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm just goofing off, you know, just being goofy. And 
people to get butt hurt and have thin skin, fuck them. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with those guys anyway. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I take criticism. That That's what that, that, <laughs> I tweeted Taylor one time. He, uh, he, it was about, um, Taylor was on a, on a remark, a hash about guys that were chonkless with jeans and socks. And I remember yeah. I was like, I, I fucking do that shit. And you're like, who the fuck wears that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh well, you had socks on yeah yeah so socks and socks. oh man how can you i don't know how it's, it's not comfortable that sock get the sock presses in between your toes how are you walking around like that Dude, it's the birch man it's not like those like weird ass chonkles where you're like that it's just the birch where it's just like chill you know oh proper. yeah yeah you know what's funny is half the kids in the state do that shit now so i, I haven't bitched about that in a long time because i lost that battle a long ass time ago <laughs> I can't. I can't. Everybody wears socks. Like now, these kids are all wearing Crocs. Yeah. Or they'll wear the open-toed chanclas with the socks, and then the socks go up to the knee with shorts. Which when shit, when I was a kid, you get your ass beat walking around like that. But all these kids now do. So I, I, I've lost that battle. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that's going on that we don't like. You and I are like, what the fuck is going on here? Since we were growing up, you never saw like the socks and uh, chanclas and honestly, man, this is the trend too. I when I was in school, I'm talking when I was young, no one ever wore their jeans around their knees and had a belt to keep them up. I mean, I don't remember sagging that bad. There was sagging, but there wasn't sagging as if you're going to buy, you know, 36 waist and. 12 length jeans and that's all you're wearing that's like stupid shit yeah and these kids they don't even and i sound like an old ass man tonight they don't even realize the origin of that that goes back to the mid 70s where guys in prison would wear their pants low to show the rest of the guys in prison my ass is available <laughs> that's really the origin or origination oh, man. uh really yeah, absolutely. That shit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That where you wear saggers to show that that was your way of showing. Let's fuck. Wow. Well, then you know what? You continue to wear that shit, then, because then that's on y'all. Then <laughs> it's crazy to me. Like, it's funny. I like. It's like I almost think kids now don't even talking about high school kids don't even really have a style. This is like a, it's a bunch of it's a collection of all these past styles. You know, yeah, like, well, the, the crazy ass hair that's real bushy, and everybody's got a fro now. Even little mate Connell's running around with little fro's and it's real curly. And uh, Crocs, Crocs were for old people when I in, in when I was a kid, and now they're super cool. They're hundred fifty bucks because they're well made. And these kids go get these little decorations and stick them in the holes of the Crocs to represent your teams and all that shit. But I mean, I'm sure that. In 1992, 48-year-old men were making fun of the stupid shit I had on. So that's that's life. We get this age, we're allowed to make fun of kids. Yeah, we were wearing jabos and shit back then. I remember all that yeah, kind of looking stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, looking idiot. Yeah, I wore a lot of that preppy shit early in my life, <laughs> trying to be cool. And, you know, like nice dress shoes with jabos and Tommy Hilfiger shirts and hair all full of gel and shit and i like if i see an old picture of me from that day i'm just like oh god what a douche <laughs> grunge music got that out of me then i stopped putting so much shit in my hair and uh it was black t-shirts and it's been that way ever since well at least you're at least you don't have the marbach cut that's the whatever the fuck they call that haircut that you see no i'll never have that man no. yeah no definitely not but i bring up yeah, thunderdome they, it, they have like a bowl right yeah it's just a, yeah. like the hair bowl i mean i'm but trying to get rocky to do it. in the front yeah yeah i'm trying to get rocky to do it for the next Fuck kettle dryer <laughs> he's not probably my hair is decent enough like taylor's man i mean <laughs> <laughs> hey man i I got a little bit of hair, and that's that's from old age, man. I'm I'm way up in age, so that's good, man. You're good. The um, so I brought that up, that son of a bitch story, because yeah. it shows the interaction you have with Thunderdome, and yeah. we're gonna plug it. We're gonna plug another thing in a little while, uh, coming up on April first, but. The biggest thing with Thunderdome is the interaction you've got with them, man. You, you're having uh, missions baseball games where you've got Thunderdome getting together, you know, tailgating stuff. Hey, we're meeting up at a bar. I'm actually a part of the Thunderdome group chat on Twitter on the message, the DM thing. So I see all that coming through, cool. tailgating for UTSA games and all. That interaction with Thunderdome, man, that's what separates you from the boys at ESPN SA and all that and other stations because yeah. – 
you don't get a lot of that over there and people don't like they don't realize to interact with your fans now me i have maybe like four five six fans and they're all my household so i mean i can hang out with them all day but um when we were doing radio and even podcasts now we go hang out with people we go to games we meet up with people all that mm-hmm. that is so important isn't it yeah, you have it's it's absolute, dude. You and I can watch a football game and give an opinion on the football game. So mm-hmm. what? What is gonna? Who cares about our opinion? And why are they gonna listen to your show over mine? And when we give this, when we're talking about the same damn game, a, a, a game that you and I really don't really know what the fuck we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like we're just dudes watching TV like everybody else. But what separates a guy that does what what separates a show is the interaction with listeners the interaction with viewers yeah if, if you're not out there doing that kind of thing man i know i just don't and i i they should do that over there they should they should hire me and then they'll have it no they'll, they'll show them how to do it but um <laughs> it's just the way i do it man again this goes back to growing up and seeing what worked for other people other shows and and not and and not taking yourself so damn serious and realizing that you're lucky and look i'm not trying to be super humble i mean i i appreciate getting to do this for a living and i know that the show's pretty good and i accept that i'm pretty good at it but i'm not gonna just sit in my house all day and just do the show and go home you have to be real you have to build a relationship with an audience especially a local show that's in one town you just have to get out there and be human to people and show them that you are human. And a lot of a lot of these hosts, they don't. The reason they don't go out is because they're not human. They're not really. They're not very cool people, and they wouldn't fit in. You know. And I when I first got into this, I was young. I said I wasn't going to be like super friends with listeners. I would do appearances. We would do. You know, I, I'll do a remote. You know, we'll do an appearance. We'll we'll have an event. And I always said that I, I didn't want to be friends with listeners because then you all of a sudden you don't want you don't want weirdos and you don't want people stalking you and shit like that. But then I got over that pretty quickly because then I realized no one's going to stalk some dude like me. I'm not some chick on TV. I'm not some hot <laughs> woman. Uh, and so I I have and the beauty of doing it the, as long as I've done it now is that now it's almost like we really are friends. Like you and I've like. Have we ever have we ever shaken hands before? Yep, we have. When was the last time we shared saw, a beer. Okay, well, the same, when was the last time we did that? So you and I have met twice in person. It's okay. both been at the barbecue. I've okay Bear See, County Cookers. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I've got the T-shirt in the closet. So, and we got another one for you. So we got that. So the point, the, I guess, the point I'm making is that even if maybe I've only we've only actually seen each other twice. We're still, it's almost like we do know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, you know me a lot, you know, you, you know and, and the, it's the same. And there's, it creates a comfort zone with people, you know? I want to be approachable. Like, I've gotten onto people before for, like, taking a picture of me at, like, you know, pumping gas and shit. And they stick it on Instagram. Like, dude, look, there's Taylor across the street pumping gas. Just bring your ass over there and say hello. Don't pump, take a picture of me pumping gas. What if I'm picking a booger or scratching my ass? Don't you <laughs> Just come say hello, and uh, we and we mean that. I stand by that. And the people that have worked with me on the ticket have to be that way too, which is why people love Puma the way they do because he's just a real dude mm-hmm. and doesn't take himself so serious. You know, he's just having a good time. And y- you have to be that way, I think, to separate yourself. You just have to, um, or eventually your shit's going to phase out. I mean, the odds of us doing this fifteen years anyway, we're I'm already on borrowed time. <laughs> But whatever time you do get, however long, whatever longevity you get, it's not about your fucking opinions on Tony Romo. It's how real you are and how you relate to people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't relate to people, go do something else for a living. So, and I didn't know if I would relate to anybody. I'm coming from Dallas, you know, to San Antonio. <laughs> I didn't know if it would work. Shit. I mean, you probably heard me tell the story where I, I got, I got hired on a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. And I was, I thought, I'm going to get run out of town. No one's going to fucking like me here. They're going to hear my North Texas accent. They're going to know that I was a Mavs fan, and they're going to run my ass out of here. Um, and so I got a six month lease on the apartment because I didn't even know. I, I didn't, I didn't think I'd make it a year. But thank God, somehow it just worked. Me and this city worked, and now, now it's pushed 15 years in, which is why I like to do other stuff, stuff like do podcasts with you and work with Nina because. That show's kind of like it runs itself now. You know, it's just I've got this audience that I've built 
And not everybody listens every day, all day. I get that, but they listen enough. And so we've got this, like, I've got this, this, this group of people that and we're all kind of friends, you know, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I recognize faces all the time and shit we do on people to come in, I, people to go into McFinnigan's, you know, when I'm, that's my bar, you know, and I'm not even there and they'll be, they'll go in there and ask for the manager and they just, they want to tell them, Hey, I, I know Taylor's radio show. So I'm drinking beer in here because of Taylor and the guy that owns the guys that own McFinnigan's are listeners. And that's the reason why they're partners with me now. We all know each other, whether we're, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I don't want to get all weird. It's kind of, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't get up, but it just, it, it's pretty cool, man. And it's yeah. not, it's not common for a goofball talk show to have a niche of hardcore people that like the show. And we all feel like we can talk to each other about whatever. Like I can call you a son of a bitch for funds on Twitter, or you can we can eat barbecue, and um, that's special. It's not common, and I don't ever take that for granted, you know. And I could get fired tomorrow, but I will always appreciate um, how this show went, you know. That's why I say. I feel like I almost feel like I'm on borrowed time because I mean I just got so fucking lucky uh, because it just turned into a small little family, you know. Almost feel like all the listeners are kind of like my cousins, you know. And that's just rare, dude. That does not happen, you know. It just doesn't. So. Yeah, it's like everybody became family with you know with your show, and you know it. it it's it's lightning strikes, man. It strikes at a good place. At least it wasn't yeah. lightning striking, you know, at Wolf Stadium, but it did strike uh, <laughs> for your for your career, and that you know, mm -hmm. it stuck for sure, man. But that's dude, I'm to the point now where I've got guys that will send me emails and like, hey, man, I'm 22 and started listening to your show when I was you know seven with my dad, and my my dad passed away last week. He was hardcore Thunderdome. Just wanted to tell you, I appreciate you know opportunities i've had i have i'll have fathers that'll email me hey i just sent my kid to college and uh and uh we i basically took him to school every day for 10 years and we'd listen to you in the morning back when i was on in mornings or whatever or whenever i'd pick him up from school after school and he was five and now i just sent him to college you know and i'll have i'll have kids in college that are in other cities now that will email me and hey I just want to give a shout out to my dad, you know, listening from wherever state college somewhere. Anyway, it's just, it's, there's a, there's a communal aspect to it. And that is just rare. And I don't know exactly why it worked out that way. I have to, I mean, again, it goes back to being relatable and going out there and not taking yourself serious and talking about a lot of, a lot of topics and being real, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You may have the ingredients, but the pizza still may taste like shit or may not work, you know, but it just the timing of my getting hired, where the city was in our business, where I was in my life um, and in my career, it just it, it all worked, dude. And so now I'm here forever. Now I've got a Mexican girl in there that she's from here. <laughs> she ain't going to never let me move again. So um, I'm I'm here for good, you know, so. Perfect, man. That's what happens, dude? And I, I get, I get real long-winded when I drink strong beer. But uh, um, yeah, we got no nah. timetable on this fucking show. No, nah, it's I mean, okay. No, nah, we're gonna go. I, I'm supposed to go watch. She wants to watch the show. Gotta, well, then I gotta, I gotta hurry nah, our asses up. Okay. There. No, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just really special. And I am not very good at sentimentality like this, but um, uh, it, it's, uh, it's rare. And I appreciate it, dude. We'll, we'll cry at the barbecue. So you and I will share a cry. Yeah, yeah let's do that. We'll cry at the barbecue. <laughs> we'll ask Brad for a, a office in the Salvation Army somewhere. <laughs> share a cry. <laughs> yeah, man, it's cool. It's good. It, it, it's awesome because, like, um, part of that also is, like, I'll have, I'll have a listener that maybe, you know, owns a body shop. Mm -hmm. And somebody that, like, works at somebody they've never met but like a dude break a dude needs to go get cart work done and they'll they'll meet through me you know um we've i've got guys that were neighbors that never talked to each other but all of a sudden they kind of accidentally found out that they both listened to the show and they became friends like that you know i i got a buddy um who you know he calls me up hey what's that 
how, get me a hold of Doc Garrett or whatever. I fucked up my back or whatever, so I'll make a call for him, and he'll be over to Rosti. Then he'll wind up making a friend. You know, like people will become legit friends, and they bonded over, and all they had in common when they first met was they both listened to the show. And they get to know each other, and they wind up being like these close friends. Oh, that's crazy, man. That blows my mind. Yeah, and I'm I'm grateful for the people that I've met through Thunderdome, through your show. I mean, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tex-Mex Frank, I know him. I've, uh, Jonas Clark, I worked with Jonas for a few years. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, people like that. I've met a lot of people through your show, so it definitely is a, a tight niche family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to tie all this into the barbecue because okay. not only does Taylor have a barbecue cook-off, and it's going to be April 1st this year, Peacock Center, Boys and Girls Club. You don't know where that is, and you're in San Antonio. I should stop you across the head, but it give you a bigger outlook there. It's over by Woodlawn Lake, so just go to Woodlawn Lake. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the easiest thing because in San Antonio, we don't know streets, we know landmarks. So if it's like, <laughs> oh, I live on this street. Well, what is it by? I don't know. By the tower. Oh, I got you. I got you. I know where it is. So when you mention a landmark, you obviously know where it is, but barbecue cook-off April 1st. We, uh, I got to ask this before I get into the curse talk and tie it all in is we've been a part of the cook-off for the past two years. This will be our third year. We've placed every year, two trophies the first year, a trophy last year. Are we on the verge of Taylor calling us a fucking dynasty? (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, yes, y'all always get, y'all always go home with hardware. Yeah. And that's not because we like you. Those, I don't even have the judges. I've never even met them. Which, oh, yeah. by the way, one more thing. You mentioned I was making fun of Emilio and giving, giving Emilio shit back in the day. Yeah. One of his sons is going to judge this year. Oh, wow. What the, again, mom. taking criti- hearing criticism, but realizing that it's just sarcasm and yeah. just being goofy. Now, now the kid's in a band. He toured with Sting and he listens to the show. Emilio's kid. or So he's going to be a judge. Anyway, so. Um, no, you guys, yeah, uh, we're going to have the draft soon, by the way. So I'll, I'll try to get you with my first pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, no Appreciate question. That. Three barbecues, taking home trophies. That's, uh, that's, 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 that's Spurs shit early 2000. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people, but let me, Rocky, I'm gonna let you go. Okay. But I gotta let Taylor know a lot of people, like, cause I'm, I live in the bowling world. I would grew up in the bowling world. I've participated in bowling, like at the highest level. Okay. I'm known for talking shit. So I'm going to talk some mad shit about the barbecue, kind of like okay. I did the last year. You like Pete really? Weber talking shit like Pete Weber? Pete Weber. I've, I've, I know Pete Weber. I know PDW. I've bowled him a couple of times. So yeah. I uh, I will say this much. Last year, we got one trophy, and you had a lot more teams last year. So in retrospect, we only took home one trophy, but there was a reason behind it. We didn't want the teams to go away. We wanted everybody to come back. So why the fuck are we going to dominate two years in a row and just everybody's shame? So this year is all, it's all balls to the wall. It's, you know, brooms up people's asses. It's everything. It's going to be barbecue on April 1st. Yeah, that's apparently so. Yeah. So it's apparently so. I'll bring it. I want want your A game. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Rock, you got something, Rock? Because I'm taking over this damn interview, and this is not even cool. No, you're good. I was just going to comment, man. If Taylor drafts you first, it'll be the first time you get picked first, man. Bullshit. Taylor drafted us first, I don't know if it was two years ago or the last year. I'd have been, I forget. It was one of the years I remember we got drafted first, but I'm gonna get you first this year. It's it's gonna happen again, definitely. But the Wimbanaya, dude. uh, That guy's a that guy's a bust. I'm not even gonna get into that shit. That guy's a bust. Uh, he gives me that look, but uh, I, I don't know either, dude. I, I'm fuck. He's from France. Whenever seen skinny. Don't uh, don't let the media fool you on how good people <laughs> are. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, I'm gonna tie in the curse, Taylor's curse. I'm gonna tie in the barbecue cook-off all together, and we're gonna say this much: that Taylor curse is real. Why is it real? Well. Before I get into that, I got to let him know I've got some questions when we end the show here. It's going to be the uh, the burning questions for Mike Taylor that's sponsored by Matismo Libre. But before we do that, it is all the way live time because the Taylor curse is real. Barbecue is real. Back two years ago, participated in the barbecue cook-off. Wife had two flat tires. No sweat. 
last year i get a phone call again my wife and my mom were like hey we're at your house okay the ac went out so and it was hot as fuck last year the day of and on the barbecue the ac went out <laughs> and we remember that was the hottest day of the fucking year because my head was red. I was bald that day and my head was red. I didn't bring a hat. So here I am trying to cook and trying to help, you know, our pit master thinking my family is sweating their balls off inside while I'm sweating my balls off outside. So two years in a row, the Taylor curse has really stuck it up my ass. And I'm wondering this year, April 1st, it's April 1st, it's April Fool's Day, it's Taylor's Barbecue what fucking curse am I going to get this year, Taylor? Oh, Rudy, you've already you already follow rule number one of the successful talk show host, which is make everything about you. <laughs> exactly. Of course, it's about you. It's April. I I have no control on the curse. It does what it does, man. I'm like that. I'm Reagan. I'm afflicted. I can't help when the demon comes in. Um, I have. It just comes and goes. It's been exercised. But it still likes to visit, and it manifests itself through others. <laughs> so I'm thinking one of our one of our pitmasters smokes. So I'm gonna ask him to. Uh, well, no, <laughs> I'm gonna ask him to do a uh, a Taylor trans here, and when he drops the ashes, put him in a little bowl for me. I'm gonna have Taylor walk by our area mm-hmm. and give me the so-called Ash Wednesday look and put a little cross on my forehead to That's hopefully fine. break this damn taylor curse year in and year whatever out. it takes i'll do anything <laughs> i've heard some of the stuff that you had to do i think was it mission conception that you had to break a curse there espada, espada. Yeah, yeah. broke the door at the mission a 200 year old doorknob i grabbed it and it fell to three pieces and that's what that was the original. That's what got the curse started. Is that I damaged an ancient church, um, and that's what fucked up. That's what that's what let the demon out. But then I went back and did a seance over there. Tried to make good. I prayed in that church. I dipped the water, and so I made it go away. It just likes to come back every once in a while, and sometimes it picks certain listeners. You should be like. You should feel lucky. You're special. Oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm ecstatic that I got the curse on me. I'm, Rocky's I'm, like, God, these fuckers are talking like they're serious. Like this real thing. Hey, <laughs> look at all the shit that's happened over the years. I don't know how to explain that stuff. People think that I set up stuff. How would I possibly set that up? You know exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. So that's the whole tie-in. You don't want to miss uh, April first, uh, Taylor's Barbecue Cookoff. It is cooking for the kids. It's a fantastic yeah. event. Uh, I've enjoyed it uh, the years that we participated. Uh, I've even been there when Taylor was body slammed in a wrestling ring. Uh, mm. That was a, a very, very cool day. But uh, other than that, the Taylor Cook-Off, man, you got to come out here April 1st. Come see us. Uh, Sweep the League is going to be there with Bear County Cookers. Uh, we'll be partying with Taylor. All of us will be out there. Like I said, we'll bring a lot of stuff for him. We'll have plenty of beer this time like we did last year for you when you're making your rounds. And we'll be sure to grab a paleta again this time when you yeah. uh, push the cart. But I've got to get him to through some questions here, man. This segment is sponsored by Machismo Libre. We're going to end it on a cool question. Coolness because it is special leaf olive tea. All right, man. So. You are, and I've labeled you the nomad of sports media. And I labeled you back on Twitter a long time ago, the nomad. Every Mm. time we saw Taylor, major announcement at five o'clock. My first tweet was, where in the F are you moving now? So uh, I even remember said you're probably moving from one bedroom to another. And that's the major (laughs) announcement. But best place you've ever lived, man. And you don't have to kiss San Antonio's ass. What is the best place you've ever lived? The best. That's because there's places where there's some foods better than others, but then that town's got better weather. And this town's got, it's prettier. The best place I ever lived was this town. And I'm serious about that. Um, I, my, my twins were born here. This is where my career took off. This is where I went from young man to man. Uh, I learned a lot, um, been humbled. Uh, I've made a lot of friends, made a, I made a couple enemies, but that's okay. You got, you're going to make a few of those along the way. Um, the reason it's the best is because this is where I, this is where I became who I am as a person. Um, it happened to be in this city. 
it's not even so like when I was living in Hawaii, I would tell people I've got to get back home. And well, you, you, you live in Hawaii. Yeah. But these people are not there. It's if, if, if these people were in Butte, Montana, I would then Butte, Montana would be the best place I ever lived. The people that I've met in the city um, and this little woman in here in this next room, um, they, they, it's the people that have made this town the best town I've ever lived in, which is why I'll never move again. Never. I mean, okay. Somebody offers me a million bucks. I was going to say, it's got to be a price. But dude, I mean, I've done so much moving over the years. I'm just tired. I don't want to go anywhere. I just don't. I, I, I just don't. I want to stay here. This is because I'm it's so funny because when I, I've been gone a lot and I miss the shit out of it every time I'm gone. And I've never really known true homesickness until last year. I was divorced. I was living alone in this little shitty, tiny ass apartment in Honolulu. And I was I had this beautiful, badass 25th floor view of the island. And. I was depressed and I've never known homesickness like that. And so being, I've, I've held, I've gained 10 pounds since I've moved home because I'm all happy because <laughs> I'm trying to lose bad. I'm trying to lose that way. Uh, but uh, I just, I, this is, this is the best town because of the people that are in it. This is always going to be home. Fort Worth is where I was born and raised, but San Antonio was home and that's no bullshit. There you go, man. So Taylor is calling San Antonio. Mm -hmm. The home of homes, basically. Mm -hmm. And he's not just kissing San Antonio's ass. He really no, no. Y'all know I don't do that. The it's not the alcohol talking, brother. It's not the alcohol. No, no. Y'all know I don't do that shit. So, Rock, you got one, or do you want me to keep on with the the questions here? No, nah, I got one. I mean, you know, going off San Antonio, kind of just thought of it. Everyone fucking debates this shit, man. What is the best taco spot to get tacos? Like, any fucking tacos, but everyone debates this shit. It's like, to you, what is the best place? <laughs> And I'm gonna be wrong. Like being, it's hard, dude. Um, I mean, I see you put me on the spot because I'm not trying to roll through all the different places. These, so I love Data Point Tacos, man. When I first moved to town, I lived over in the Med Center, and they were right there on Medical Drive. Um, and the place burned down now. And so they had a taco truck and now they're back over here. They're off of days of Vala. Uh, they just, they just finally got back in business. And of course there's old, there's the old, there was another one. There's two data point tacos. There's one over in the deco district over off Fredericksburg road. Data point, data point, data point. However you say that word is my favorite taco spot. Right. Um, but I mean, shit. I ain't had a bad taco in my life, so. But I would pick. Impossible. I would pick the. It's almost impossible in San Antonio to have a bad taco. But I, mean, I, I love Panchitos. There's you have all the obvious like people. There's the obvious ones that get all the publicity. Panchitos on McCullough is great. Um, uh, she takes me to places I can't even remember the fucking names on the South Side. I've not been to the South Side enough living in San Antonio. Uh, but since I've been with her, she takes me to spots on the south side where there ain't nobody ain't nobody in there speaking English. Air motherfuckers in there is undocumented. They got <laughs> probably if I go there enough, I'm gonna wind up getting like hepatitis. But the shit, <laughs> dude, the shit is good, man. So you just can't go wrong, dude. We're so you know how it is. We're so territorial. Everybody's gonna claim their hood. Ah, oh, no, fuck that. Rolando's is overrated. You should come to this place over on Zarzamora, that kind of thing. So, but I would pick Data Point. And I took Rocky to Panchitos recently. Him and the rest oh, of the okay. guys. Yeah. That's so they. Been, I so I haven't had a taco in three years, and that's oh, yeah. I was a big great. I was a great big fat person for a while there. Um, great big fat person. So um, it was bad enough when I tried tweeting at you and everybody. I kept hitting three. 
letters at one time with my thumb. So I had to I had to use the Q-tip and start doing my own tweeting that uh, way. What do you eat, like veggie veggie tacos now? Uh, veggie I, don't, I haven't had a tortilla in three years, period. Damn, dude, that's that's yeah. that's willpower. I've I've gone from close to 480 to now 218 pounds in three dude, years. You, I don't even know how you got 400 pounds on there on your body, dude. Oh, oh, you God. just described it eating fucking dude. tacos and going to the south side where you can get an dude. STB and a Barbacoa taco at one time. You got to tell Taylor what your fucking your meals that you would eat daily. That shit's fucking oh, insane. I, all right. If you want to know what I used to eat at least one meal or one day, mm-hmm. I can freak you out real quick here. So okay. uh, t- a normal morning, well, not a normal morning, but what typical day would be going to Mama Margie's. I'd get uh, I'd get two beef fajita tacos, two chicken okay. fajita tacos, two bean and cheese tacos, and maybe a kind of gasada. Damn. And a large uh, lemonade was breakfast. Damn, dude. So then I'd go to lunch. Let's pick a spot. We'll go to Wendy's. I'd go to Wendy's, get the double meat burger, that big motherfucker they had. Large fry, large Coke. I would get two double stacks and two orders of four-piece nuggets for my lunch. He's already sick, Rock. He's already sick. But hey, there's more. On the way home, I had a snack. I'd stop at McDonald's and I'd get... Uh, two of the double cheeseburgers with um, the max sauce, and I'd get a large sweet tea, and I'd also get like a ten-piece nugget. For the drive home, brother, <laughs> get home. Guess what? It's fucking dinner time. If my wife made spaghetti, I would put mounds of that shit twice, and yeah, then I'd go and I'd also drink it with a gallon of you know H E B mixed that orange punch or whatever yeah. that yeah. drink it's called Damn. the drink for all the people that saw the drink <laughs> i would get a gallon of that drink and that would be dinner so that would be a day for me of eating so we're talking what twenty thousand calories easily yeah about twenty thousand. so yeah then uh i get told you have diabetes well no shit doc i have diabetes i mean i could have told you that no one's you know get past mm-hmm. that Jeez. said you know gotta lose weight so i did um now I don't have diabetes. I don't have any problems. Cool. The only problem I have is I'm still, you know, talking shit left and right. So I got to get yeah. that under control because these days people shoot first. and Yeah, later, so. I can honestly say I think I've had less than 10 flour tortillas in six months. You know, that's so, a bonus. Yeah, that's I, a bonus. I'm better at not I, I'll get porn on occasion. Uh, I, I try to just get plates. Mm-hmm. You know, like give me the give me the plate. No tortillas. And just eat the plate with a fork. I don't need the tortillas. Just even cutting that out. And that I do, I do not drink uh, soft drinks ever. Mm-hmm. I don't drink tea. I don't drink lemonade. I don't drink any Coke. I drink beer. Uh, but I want to keep drinking beer, which is why I gave up all the other shit. Yeah. I drink water, coffee, and alcohol. That's it. Nothing else extra. Man, you and I are brothers. That's all I drink yeah. now. And all I've drank yeah. for the past three years is water, alcohol, and coffee. I mean, that's yeah, the I perfect can't give combination. Up booze, so I, I'm giving up tea and Coke and fucking lemonade and all that was easy because I don't want to give up beer. You know? Yeah, same here. Well, I got one more, then we're going to do okay. a real quick one. So this is a very hot one since Machismo Libre is super hot and super great. We got to, I got to ask you this one last question from everybody that wants to know if you could give the middle finger to one person, who would it be? yeah it's like someone in town anybody in town out of town i mean if you could give that middle finger right to someone's face right now who would it be okay cool who would it be right now give the middle finger to (laughs) i would give the middle finger to the dude who has the the three pit bulls that let him get out oh dude um that killed the old man so i don't want to get too too into it but we know uh, someone who was related to the man that passed away wow. and his wife's like, Oh, we didn't mean for that to happen. Well, I know we, of course you didn't mean for that to happen, but you didn't, you didn't really give two shits about what happened if they got out. Cause you let those dogs get out. So that dude that's in jail right now and probably going to get charged with fucking negligent homicide because mm-hmm. he can't, he shouldn't be hand. He should not have dogs like that. Cause he clearly can't, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then to not be able to keep him in the gate, that that's that fuck them. They deserve whatever happens to them for letting that's awful. The uh, what are the odds of you dying by a dog mauling? That's outrageous that that even happened. Yeah. So fuck that guy for letting those dogs out of his yard all the time. What a dumbass. Now he's now he's in jail. There's a dude who's dead. He's got a wife and kids at home. They all have him. The whole fucking life's fucked up because you didn't maintain your dogs. 
fuck you, man. That's on you. That sucks. Exactly. Exactly. I, I I would repeat all that as well because that is stupid. Big old fuck you to that guy right there. Middle finger to his face. <laughs> and we got one last thing because Special okay. Leaf is cool and refreshing. And when you eat that hot sauce, you got to get something cool in your mouth. So Special Leaf obviously is the cool thing to go. So the coolest athlete that you have ever met. Hmm. Okay. Well, shit. Um, and you can't say me because I was a former high school basketball. I understand, player. of course, I'm sure you were. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you know, you're talking to a former varsity baseball player right now too. Uh, second baseman. <laughs> um, Manu Ginobili. So one time they let me interview Manu one on one, and Manu was that dude who, if you didn't know who he was, you'd still you just think he was some dude. Cause he's just so low key. So whatever, such a real genuine dude. And we talked about, we talked about Argentina. We talked about his old lady, him. He, he, we talked about him going bald and why he had to cut his hair short. Cause he was going bald. We shot the shit about music. I think that, I think part of that is actually on YouTube somewhere. Me and Manu, mm-hmm. I think I think I have a shaved head cause I lost a bet. Uh, but I was like nervous that day when they're like, yeah, come down Tuesday. Manu will be here. You can talk to Manu. You get 10 minutes from Manu. So I knew he was a cool guy or he came off as a cool guy and I was nervous, but within 30 seconds, it was just two dudes shooting the shit. Just the coolest, most real. And I know that's not surprising to anybody. Yeah. Just real cool, whatever kind of dude who just happened to be fucking Manu Ginobili. But outside of that, he was just another dude. You know, that was awesome. That's been the highlight of my sports career in town since I got the job. Dirk Nowitzki was probably a close second. Honestly, Dirk was just such a cool dude, too. Just any topic, whatever. He was just shooting the shit. We could talk about tunes or German beer, or strip clubs in Dallas or, you know, whatever. These these guys, a lot of these guys are so smart. And they have so many other things that they care about. The last thing they want to talk about is fucking basketball. Yeah, yeah. that's like, that's like us, man. I, when I brought you on here, like I was like, I don't want to talk sports with him. This is about this is about Taylor. This is about everything outside of sports because yeah. you talk sports every fuck. Yeah, had you kept this about sports, this shit would have been over twenty minutes ago, probably because I just would have been like, yeah, I like well, that's cool, I like that, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, you can just I like athletes that are about a lot of shit. They're mm-hmm. about a lot of other things and they're real. So Manu is first, Dirk a close second. There you go, man. The coolest yeah. athletes that Taylor has ever met sponsored by Special Leaf Olive Tea. Well, man, it's been great. I probably cool. kept you five more minutes than I was supposed to, but uh, you know what? Fuck it. That's the producer's thing, so they got to worry about that. We just record the damn shows. That's All it. Good, man. But, uh, man, I appreciate it. I hope one day we can do this again. I hope... Yeah. Uh, when we get to the barbecue uh, cook-off, thank you, man. You know, we take a lot, but I'm also going to uh, I'm gonna let everybody out there know that Sweep the League is going to be purchasing some tickets and giving them out to the listeners. Oh, thank um, you for Mike Taylor being on the show. We're going to definitely celebrate and help out uh, the cook-off for the kids. So appreciate you again, Mike. Uh, I will get with Brad. I got to go see him actually. And okay. do me a favor next year on the kettle drive. Can you at least give us a chance to win something? I mean, we. You've got $5,000 before I could even make five bucks in that damn kettle. So I'm going to. Well, I'm pretty competitive on that kettle, dude. So I can't make I know. any cookies on that. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely try to do a, a, get you to, cause you do the segment sponsor. You can pay a certain fee, like 30 bucks or whatever you get. A yeah. Segment. That's how I'd be able to rack up that money. Exactly. Well, no one's going to pay shit for my show. So it's like, I can't. I thought. Yeah. I'll definitely try to donate to Taylor's next year and maybe uh, do a little segment or something. But again, much love, man. Thank you for being here. This is uh, Sweep the League for Rocky. For the staff, Candace doing mommy duties. Derek Gervin, he's doing Team Gervin now. Shamaya on the beats on the radio. Stats is working, but he'll be back later on. For Rocky, for Mike Taylor, this is Sweep the League. Appreciate you guys for joining us. 